Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. The eight-seeded Iowa Hawkeyes upset number one seed Indiana yesterday in the Big Ten Tournament with a 4-2 victory. Hoosiers have a chance. First pitch swinging. Bradley sends it to center field. Jenkins has room, makes the catch, and the Hawks shock the regular season champs. The call from BTN. The eight-seeded Hawkeyes take on Nebraska tonight, 9 o'clock with the first pitch. The Iowa Cubs swept their doubleheader with the Omaha Storm Chasers yesterday in Omaha. A big night at the plate for Ian Happ as he had a two-run home run, finished 4-for-4 at the plate. To MLB, the Cardinals yesterday dropped Game 1 of their doubleheader against the Royals 8-2, but come back in a big way, Game 2. Ozuna to deep right in the corner, gone! Three-run homer, Marcelo Ozuna. The call from Fox Sports Midwest as the Cardinals win it, 10-3. At Wrigley last night, Elmora stays hot for the Cubs. In the air, Sanfield wins going to grab it. The call from NBC Sports Chicago as the Cubs win it 8-4. The White Sox with the road win last night in Houston 9-4. Eloy Jimenez brought the lumber. 2-2. Two two. In the air, deep left center field. Jimenez gives it a ride. Marisnik at the warning track and the wall and Marisnik cannot bring it up and in. It's a home run for Eloy Jimenez. Two homers for Jimenez. The White Sox turn a triple play in the 9-4 victory. The call from Jason Benetti. Tonight on 1460 KXNO, it's Barnstormers Weekly live from Mac Shack in West Des Moines. Joe Stacy and Dixie Wooten talk the latest in Barnstormer football. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Trent, I want to, I want to get to your scheduling uh, piece that you want to discuss here in a second. Yeah. Just Here's an awful story from the Des Moines Register. We've talked a lot about KDSM being off the air with the uh, transmitter problem that they had. Um, their tower, you know when you're driving north and you past Ankeny, Alleman is the name of the town, that's yeah. where North Pole, you can see those all those radio or tv towers absolutely from i-35 if you look to the west um so that's where kdsm's tower is apparently one of the guys that was sent to fix it and get kdsm back on the air fell to his death oh a thousand feet up trying to fix the kdsm tower and this was yesterday and um i don't know if it was the wind was it windy yesterday? It certainly has been. Probably it was, so. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Iowa after all. This guy, oh my God, that's terror. That's tragic. Poor really family. Is. Fell to his death a thousand feet trying to fix the uh, KDSM tower, Fox 17 tower, and get them back on the air. Could you ever do anything with heights? No. I'm not a... Trend. I mean, I can't watch TV, and when people are, you know, you look down yeah. even... I get queasy. Oh, you do. So it's really bad for you. So roofing was never going to be a, a place that well, you would I end mean, up. Any tool in my hand was never going to be a place where I end up. <laughs> Not one of your strengths? No, 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 no. Now it's a good thing I can talk. Yeah, the the handy one in our house is certainly not me, it's the wife. Same here. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not even embarrassed to say it. No, no, it's fine. 
Know your limitations, right? Absolutely. Cindy's really good at those things, and I'm really good at watching TV. <laughs> that is one of your strengths, no doubt. Uh, so anyway, that's a sad story, but we talked a lot about KDSM. That's tragic, and uh, certainly uh, thoughts uh, with that guy's family. Another one, another one of your strengths, though, is uh, putting together our schedule during football season, and, and you love to map everything out mm-hmm. and how things are going to be. I have a hole, though, in the schedule for you as it pertains to Iowa and Iowa State coming up this year. They're, they're both off? They are. You're kidding. November 2nd. There are two bye weeks this year built into the schedule, yeah. the way that it lays out, and because of that, <sighs> Iowa State will be having their bye week in week two. Yeah, before Iowa. And then again, November 2nd. Iowa's second bye, also November 2nd. Their first bye is after Iowa State, before Middle Tennessee? I believe that's I right. I think it is, Yes, too. yes, correct, yeah. September 21st, mm-hmm. that Saturday, is when they're off. So They're both, now November 2nd is LSU-Alabama. Oh, so. I'm pretty sure. Complete preview all week long? Yeah, that's all we'll talk about. <laughs> um, Still, that's the, weird. The week following then, we don't have a game to recap. Yeah. At least normally we have at least one. When somebody has a bye week, we have the other. Well, it's football. We'll have plenty to talk about. But that is an anomaly, I would think. Because I don't don't ever recall that happening before. In the middle of a season where both schools were off? No, I can't think of anything. At the same time? Yeah. Mm -mm. And you have to go back to when everybody had the week off in 9-11, right? Yeah. The game got moved to the end of the Mm -hmm. season because of that that season. But, yeah, this is going to be an oddity. Don't worry, though. I think we'll be able to figure it out. Good find on your part, Trent Condon. It's that time to start to dig into the schedules. Well, you know what? I'm going to go one further on you. Okay. Let me see if this will load up, because I'm going to tell you what our alternatives are for that week. Oh, the, yes, college What did you say, uh, November 2nd? Yes. All right, I'm scrolling through here. I'm in October. Give me a minute. One more week, November 2nd. All right, so here's the marquee game, Florida, Georgia. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Maryland, Michigan, Nebraska, Purdue, uh, Northwestern, Indiana, uh, Old Miss, Auburn, um, Battle for the Sunflower State. Here's, here's a state, Kansas. Yep, saw that one. Here's a stinker. Here's the stinker of the week. Worst in the East, worst in the West. Rutgers and Illinois. Ooh. Somebody has to win. TCU, Oklahoma State. Uh, decent. I thought I I thought that's LSU Alabama week. Did I miss that one? I'm looking through here. I'm not seeing it on my list either. Did they move it this year? No, they couldn't have done it's that. It's always that week. Texas San Antonio against Texas A and M. No, I'm out. Um, <laughs> SMU Memphis. I don't. Uh, it's the following week. I'm mistaken. It's November the ninth. LSU. So Iowa State will play Oklahoma. Iowa's at Wisconsin. LSU Alabama. That week stinks. Well, the week two, the November second. Yes. What's the third? Clemson plays Wofford. Yeah. Thursday night you get West Virginia Baylor. That's decent, but mm-hmm. for us it is Virginia Tech Notre Dame. That's a Saturday one thirty. Yeah. That's that's about it. Yeah, November second. Right. I'm taking vacation. Are you? No. Right. I didn't think. <laughs> Do I ever take vacation? Well, you'll have. You'll be in full swing. You'll have a Friday night duties. I will. You? Yes. Uh, before we get to break and get Bill Bender in here, uh, Jawan Howard to Michigan. That story broke after we got off the air. Although I'm not sure if you saw this, Jawan Howard's wife tweeted early yesterday morning, Michigan with uh, uh, what are those things that you blow the the party favor things, whatever they're called. Careful. Yeah, I know. I just caught myself. Um, you know those things that you 
party a noisemaker? I guess, yeah, a noisemaker, party favorite thing. I don't know. That's what she put on Twitter. So it, it kind of got broken before it was made official. Okay, that she said something about go blue or something on her Twitter account. So why else would she have put that? But here's the here's my, here's my thought process on this. I don't know if he's going to be a good coach there or not. Um, you know, from what I read from like guys like Goodman, guys that mm-hmm. follow the sport that have Big Ten coaches contacts, they were more worried about Cooley going to Michigan than Jawan Howard. Um, a, a lot of people are trying to equate this to what Penny Hardaway is doing. Yeah, Penny has the number one recruiting class coming into Memphis next year. Mm-hmm. Huge difference, though. Penny was in the AAU circuit. Right. Penny is a Memphis kid yes. that had those Memphis connections, and they got number one player in the country this year just happens mm-hmm. to be from Memphis. Memphis. That doesn't hurt. Yeah. This is to try to equate these two for an NBA assistant coach that went there also went there 25 years ago mm-hmm. to this, mm-hmm. I think is quite the stretch. This feels more like a Chris Mullen type of hire ah, than it does Penny Hardaway yeah, to me. I, I could see that. Look, I don't know. They're going to miss Beeline, Trent. I, the, the Big Ten isn't as good without him. That's, that's how I see it. Um, So we'll see. But you know what it has done already? It has, I guess, mended the rift between Chris Weber uh, and Jalen Rose. As you recall, that outstanding 30 for 30 on the Fab Five, and I thought it was just terrific theater. But Chris Weber didn't participate in it because he just, you know, he does, didn't want anything to do with it. But both yesterday, Rose and Weber have both come out and they're both working for competing networks covering the NBA. Uh, Rose is at, uh, ESPN and Weber's doing, uh, commentary with, uh, Reggie Miller and Marv Albert on, uh, on the NBA. Um, they just, they haven't spoken for for years but but are getting the band back together in that respect i think that's good trent i i know that you know ed martin was a shady character and the banners are down and any uh recognition that of the fab five or at uh, uh their era at michigan has been wiped clean like except for the our memories right, right? right because yes. we remember how damn good they were i'll remember the black socks and the baggy yeah, shorts Trent, it was that's amazing. not going away no it was an amazing era what those guys did the game against loyola marymount 132 118 or whatever it was can remember that game yeah you're gonna remember a lot of things about it yeah you remember they cheated but you know, a lot of people cheated they got car so ed martin was the guy that did it and he would i don't think it was later on, right, that the whole Ed Martin thing, wasn't yes. a tractor trailer, wasn't that where Ed Martin became, not a household name, but known as a guy, a booster that, you know, that took some liberties. Yes, absolutely. And that, that's a guy that cut corners. I, I think it was tractor trailer and I think Mateen Cleaves was on a visit to Michigan. you're right. There was Cleaves. the car accident in the snow. They got in a car accident. How do you have this vehicle? That's my buddy, Ed Martin. You know, Ed Martin should be a blood figure for Hawkeye fans, right? I don't know this story. Ed Martin, well, Roy Marble, Roy Marble Sr., mm-hmm. had stated that the reason he was at Iowa was because of Ed Martin. Ed Martin helped him get to Iowa City with his connection with George Raveling. George Raveling and Ed Martin were tight. Now, so is there, is there more to this? Read into it what you will. So do, I'm, what I don't you're think he just is... started the shadiness all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, right. with the so 1990 or thereabouts wasn't, the, wasn't when this guy decided to... Start doing uh, some of the stuff that the NCAA yeah. frowns. So is this well known? I don't think so. I, I've I've heard it bandied about from time to time, but just Roy Marble. Maybe there's a summer story for Scott Dockerman. Yeah. Now Ed Martin. I mean, he's, he's dead. dead. He's been dead for sixteen yeah. years, right? So I don't know. And how much Trailer's dead too, get. right? Is I think. Boy, I hate to say this. Ooh. I always hate doing that. Yeah. No, he's alive and well, Ken. No, I think he's dead. 
I think Robert Tractor Trailer died. If he didn't, I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he is. Yes, he is. Okay. So, um, 2011 in Puerto Rico. Is that what it was? Yep. I, I'm pretty sure. Good for my memory on that one. So help me out with the whole Iowa thing here. So Ed Martin is, is it just Roy Marble? I, I think that was the main one. And I, Roy Marble said, I wouldn't have been at Iowa without Ed Martin. Mm-hmm. Again, it's pretty simple to kind of connect the dots there mm-hmm. and how it all came to be. You know, other Michigan guys at that time, you of course had B.J. Armstrong. I don't know if anything was happening there. You had other Michigan people that came through during the pipeline there. But the one that I certainly do know, and I've read and heard Roy Sr. back when he was alive talk about that, was, yeah, that was the reason he came to Iowa. One of the reasons was because of his connection with Ed Martin and Ed and George Raffling were tight. Yeah. Now we can... Dig a little bit deeper if you want there, but and he paid Weber. Weber was a money thing because yep. Weber was charged. You remember Weber was yep. charged. Don't remember how that resolved itself. Anyways, uh, that's resolved itself amongst the Fab Five. They're all uh, tight again, at least uh, for the time being. We'll see if Juwan Howard can coach or not. Bill Benner's going to join us next. Uh, he's from the Sporting News. We'll talk college football with Bill. Alex Halstead on Iowa State. Before we get out of here, it's Miller and Condon. But before we do that, Trent, I hope it's time to go for the green with KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword hockey to 200-200 right now. Enter to win $1,000 cash. That's hockey to 200-200. Standard message and data rate supply. Precious few of these opportunities left. Hockey right now. Chance to win a thousand bucks. EKG Golf and Cakes and all this promotion ends tomorrow. Bill Bender, Sporting News next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Alex Halstead on Iowa State in about, oh, 15 minutes or so. Right now, Bill Bender, national uh, college, right, college sports writer because he Dips over, does yes. some college hoops, does some NFL stuff. NHL when the Columbus Blue Jackets are good. NBA when the Cleveland Cavaliers used to be relevant. Yes. <laughs> Maybe again sometime Maybe under John Bill Bender joins us. Bill, before we get into sports, uh, Trent and I were tossing this back and forth earlier. I mentioned to Trent on the air that Athlon named you one of the, uh, put your Twitter address, one of the must-follows for college football. A pristine, a very prestigious Honor has come your way. We're trying to figure out why you're Bill at Bill Bender ninety two on Twitter. Trent hit the nail on the head. Trent, why don't you tell him what your theory is? Well, I, I put it together, Bill, and I thought it was very simple. I know your fandom for that ugly uh, green and yellow team up in Wisconsin. It's looking like a true Bears fan. I think it has to do with uh, defense alignment. The minister of sack, Reggie White. Did I nail it? Yep. Well, and then the other half of that is so I was this. Uh, you know, six foot, 170 pound kid playing receiver in high school, and I I wore 92 playing receiver ah. because I liked red. I didn't quite I didn't quite fill it out quite as much as uh, 
Reggie did, but yes, certainly he is uh, my favorite player. And no, that's not the year I graduated from high school. I'm a little bit younger than 92. I'm okay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill, uh, was Jawan Howard, is Michigan fans, are Michigan fans going to be okay with Jawan Howard, who clearly one of the, uh, I mean, the, the, who will ever forget the Fab Five, right? And Chris Weber and Jalen Rose appear to have buried the hatchet since this hiring, so they've got those guys back together. Um, which is good for the program, I would think, because it, you know, obviously there's uh, no reminders uh, in the building that has all been wiped clean, if you will, but we'll never forget. Your thoughts on Jawan Howard. How's it going to be different at Michigan with him at the helm? Well, I think, you know, they, uh, they're not going to run John Beeline style probably within the next few years. I'm sure there'll be a transition in style. Um, you know, he's been schooled by Spolster and Riley. I would look for them to try to play a more NBA-type style of offense and defense, be hard-nosed. I mean, for all the talk about the Fab Five, I think here's the thing. The Fab Five played some beautiful basketball on the court, mm-hmm. and obviously there were some big repercussions off the court. And It's taken years to figure that out, but I think Jawan Howard was always – you guys remember watching him play. He was always the kind of the, the calming force on those teams. He was – Great basketball player, and uh, Michigan's certainly going to love him. I think the honeymoon will be what it is, and then he'll have to get to work. Bill, you uh, put out one that I'm sure a lot of people have already clicked on, and that is your <laughs> bowl projection. Guaranteed to be right. Absolutely. We already got it locked up. We got our plane tickets and hotels reserved for San Antonio and San Diego for the Cyclones and Hawkeyes, respectively. We'll get to that in a moment, but I jumped to the bottom of your list, college football playoff. Clemson there, of course. Alabama, sure. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, I get it. Texas, you're buying Tom Herman, huh? So am I. Uh, I'm buying. Well, okay, so I, I'm going to defend it because obviously that's the one getting most attention on Twitter. And I would say quarterback's back, you know, loaded offense. They do lose a lot of guys on defense, but I actually think it's one of those cases where the guys coming up behind them are a little more talented. Um you know, they won big games last yep. year. I know they got to play with expectations now and got to avoid the hiccup, but basically to me it comes down to this when you're picking this. So Clemson, Alabama, we get it. You're making a decision. Are you going to take the Big 12 champion or are you going to take a second SEC team like Georgia? And to me it's just easier to pick the Big 12 champion. So if you want to say Oklahoma, they're fine. But Texas and Oklahoma split last year. It's not like it's ridiculous to suggest this could happen. Why is the uh, the championship game, Bill? And by, and by the way, I'm all for it. I'm not complaining. I'm just uh, uh, trying to figure out why. It's the second Monday this year in January. Isn't it always the first, or hasn't it been? It's the 13th. It seems late, I guess, is where I'm going. Yeah, it is, and they moved it back. And maybe maybe to not compete with Wild Card Weekend, who knows, um, or, or not compete with the division. That is a big weekend on the NFL calendar, so we'll see if that's the reason why. But for me, it's yeah, they push me back. I got to work an extra week because one of my favorite nights. And I'm not saying I don't like the season, but I always like that night, that day after the the season because that's the one day I can take a little bit of a deep breath. So um, January 13th, a little bit later, the the off season keeps getting shorter and the season keeps getting longer. Let the bells That's ring okay. out and the banners fly. <laughs> We're in for that, Bill Bender, no doubt about it. Hey, Bill, uh, another team I wanted to get your thoughts on. I've seen them sprinkled into some top 25s. We've seen Navy be really good, and now recently Army has kind of taken mm-hmm. that mantle. Yeah. Had Oklahoma on the ropes a year ago. 
if they run the table this year, I haven't looked at their schedule. I don't know if they have power conference opponents this year, anything like that. I mean, a twelve and zero Army team, and you're looking for a fourteen. I mean, how big of a stretch would it be for them? Maybe not for the college football playoff, but even to get into one of the access bowls and, and to be playing in an Orange Bowl or something like that. Hmm. Oh, oh, their big game is in the Big House. Oh, too. they they play at Michigan, so wow. they get all the attention they need from that. And that's one that you know, I just I always say this: whether it's Michigan, Ohio State, whoever, the the two teams that that Big Ten teams should never schedule are one App State and two any service academy, and. uh because those games can get nerve-wracking down the end if it's close. But Army certainly got a talented quarterback, um, a system that's allowed them to win 21 games the last two years. They've kind of, like you said, replaced Navy as that team that they can really throw a scare into you. But if they go 11-1 and and play, let's say they play Michigan kind of like they did Oklahoma, I think they would at least get some consideration. Hmm. Help us out with, uh, we, we've been trying to figure out this Big Ten West. You know, some of the early magazines and publications uh, and projections are starting to come out. And seemingly, Bill, uh, they're all over the map when it comes to the West. I mean, we've seen Iowa, I think Street and Smith had them pick sixth in a seven-team division. We've seen them at the top or, or near the top of the division. Northwestern was 8-1 and one last year. Um Clayton Thorson was a fifth-round draft pick, as you as you know, from the Philadelphia Eagles. Now it's Hunter Johnson's turn. Take us back to when he was at Clemson. Do you recall the buzz that surrounded him? Um, obviously, he's been two guys uh, knocked him out of off of his perch, and uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, maybe the best quarterback in all of college football now. But Hunter Johnson is a wildcat. What was the buzz around him when he signed with Clemson? Do you recall? No, I mean, he's another five-star guy. Um, you know, and any time a five-star quarterback gets signed, of course there's going to be buzz. He had a big arm. He was competing for the starting job with Kelly Bryant out of the go, but it was it was a go where Hunter wasn't quite ready yet. So, and you throw in Trevor Lawrence, and the rest is history there. So I think he may have even seen the writing on the wall once Lawrence was on campus. Uh, not to say he, he's going to be a big factor for Northwestern. Northwestern's never had a quarterback – with that kind of ability, and we remember how excited they were about Clayton Thorson last year. So I think that's definitely a guy to watch. It's kind of an X-factor player in the Big Ten. But, you know, what I'm going to do with all these preview magazines, and I love reading everybody else too. Sure. Um, I'm going to go. I'll do this for you guys, and maybe within a week or two we can talk about it. I want to average out how they everybody picks the Big Ten West and see, like, what the cumulative ranking is. I bet you Iowa would come in around third there. Uh, it was Northwestern yeah. will be ahead of them. Nebraska's getting a lot of love, Bill. Those would be the two that you think would consensus-wise off the top of your head be ahead of them? I, that's how I see it. How about you? Well, I think it'll be close between Northwestern and Iowa because I think Wisconsin and Nebraska would be ahead of them mm-hmm. because Was- everybody is on that Nebraska yeah. hype, hype machine. We are, too. I mean, I've I, I said as much. but mm-hmm. As I mean, am I. Iowa's just, Iowa's just as capable of winning that division with an experienced quarterback and um, obviously a very good defensive line led by a guy that's probably going to be, I think he's a top 10 pick right now, but you've got to play like it this year too. Bill Bender joining us from the Sporting News. Bill, want to jump into the Big 12. Four new coaches this year in the conference. Les Miles at Kansas, Chris Kleiman at K-State, Matt Wells at Texas Tech, and West Virginia hiring Troy's Neil Brown. Of those four guys, who are you most confident in 
that's going to be at that program and and build it into maybe even a more consistent winner than the previous coach? Great question. I mean, that's a tough one because yeah. it's uh, does a guy move off of that job or you know less? It's hard to say less, even though he's probably the most acclaimed coach of that group with yeah. the national title, but. I'd probably go Neil Brown just because I love the fit. I, I think he's a guy that has done – he did so much at Troy. Um, hand, I like the way he handled exiting there. You know, he, he spoke at the gym uh, to the students after he left. Um, so I, I think he just is a, a guy that West Virginia is going to rally around, and, and they're always going to be pretty good. So I think he's one. And then, you know, obviously with K-State, uh, Kleeman had a lot of success. You know, I, there were case when that happened though. There were a lot of K State fans that weren't in favor of that hire, and I guess I didn't really understand that, knowing what North Dakota State has done in Division, you know, the FCS. Mm, that's interesting. You mentioned Wells at Texas Tech, so here's one for you. Pursuant to Texas Tech, we're talking about the state of Texas here. Um, is Texas Tech on the verge of becoming a basketball school? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with the Michigan hire, Chris Beard wanted made it clear that he wanted to stay at Texas Tech. And, you know, Michigan's a good job. I would argue right now it's a top 10 to 15, at least the top 10, 15, maybe a top 10 college basketball job because of the resources you have to work with. And some of those jobs, you don't have the pressure. Like Michigan's one in the Big Ten where I think we can safely say most people, more people care about the football team. Mm-hmm. So the basketball success is a bonus. Um at Texas Tech, it really could turn into a deal where that basketball team with that defense, the way they play, um, the toughness, and, and, and Beard just being an awesome coach, it could emerge that way. Follow him on Twitter at BillBender92. Uh, Bill Bender, read him at the Sporting News, SportingNews.com. Bill, thank you. Look forward to the, uh, you, that homework assignment you're going to do for us, uh, that consensus <laughs> of Big Ten West when everything comes on. That's a, that's a, yeah. that's a good, uh, good task for you to take well, on. Well, when you said it, I, I said I should do that because I'm actually really interested now. So thanks so much for having me on. I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, good to talk to you, Bill. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. Bill Bender, Sporting News, uh, as he joins us each and every week, I guess now through the end of college football, and a uh, really good guest and very knowledgeable uh, at uh, what he does. And uh, he's doing some NFL stuff, him, Vinny Iyer, our mm-hmm. buddy, who we uh, talked to yesterday. I the was. Jeopardy champ, two yes. days ago, I think. Three-day Jeopardy champion. Vinny, yeah. Vinny Iyer. And uh, Tad Haslip, who I don't know if you've ever had, you and I have had Tad on. I know I I've had him know. on the past. Another one of the NFL editors over there. He's a, a big uniform guy like me, so like we, we like mm. to talk about that from time to time. We'll probably get him in here this summer and talk some NFL. But they're ranking quarterbacks 1 through 32, wide receivers 1 through 32, and coaches 1 through in 32. In the NFL? At the Sporting News. After Belichick, who would you wow. put number two? That might be a thinker. After Belichick... I love Andy Reid, but do you have to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, um, they have Reid fourth. Do the also the you the, the list is out. The list is out. Okay, so you're um, geez, I like this. Um, hmm, man, um, Sean Payton, he's number three. That's who I would have put second. So I'm missing number two. Is this is it? Am I going to be embarrassed? No, it's not John Gruden. Nope. No, no. I mean, speaking uh, of that, I wonder where Gruden is. He's got to be way down the list, doesn't uh-huh. he? 
I'm a Zimmer guy, but he's not number two. Think of the Super Bowl last year. Really? Sean McVay. Already? Number two on the list. Gruden, by the way, 22nd. Feels too high. Yeah. Gruden. I know you love Sean Gruden. McVay? Oh, I love him as a commentator. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about him as you know the Raiders coach now. I, I like him in the booth. Sean McVay over Sean Payton? Yeah, that's crazy. That's a stretch. A big stretch to me. Yeah. I mean, look, if he, if he gets back there a couple of times, mm-hmm. <clears throat> got to have a quarterback, don't you? Pete Carroll at five? That's fair. That's fair. Behind Andy Reid, though? I think I'd have... Yeah, uh, Pete Carroll's got a Super Bowl. i put him ahead mm-hmm. of Andy Reid. Six, John Harbaugh. Fine with that. Got a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson at seven. Got a Super Bowl. Hamlin at eight. Here's another shocker, though, at number nine. Yeah, but you know what? Mike Tomlin at eight, that seems low, but if you're go- if I'm going to put him higher, who am I going to kick out? Well, and that's what you get into. Anthony Lynn is nine. No, he's not. Frank Reich is ten. I love Frank Reich. Matt Nagy at number 11. Mm. Garrett, 12. Zimmer at 13. See, Zimmer should be higher than those mm-hmm. guys. But you got to have a resume. It's true. He's got an NFC championship. Mm-hmm. Game. Game. Yeah, yeah. Not, not victory. No, game. Appearance. Had to go to Bud Grant for that. Yeah, well, speaking of appearance, Alex Halstead's going to make one next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, 24 hours from now, we'll give you an opportunity to win some ribs from Claxon's, Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona. Friday staple on the Miller & Condon program. Alex Halstead's our final guest here on a Thursday. Uh, let's talk some Iowa State, shall we? The uh, Cyclone Caravan continues to stay out. As, uh, they got, a, I think, another week left in that. But Alex Halstead joins us, CycloneAlert.com, part of 24-7 Sports. Alex, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, first of all, I want to, uh, the news from today, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, that is quite an honor for the soon-to-be sophomore as he has been uh, uh, invited to the USA Under-19 World Team uh, training camp in Colorado Springs in the middle of June. Um, be great if he could make it, but just the fact that uh, he was recognized as one of the top under-19 players to even to get an invitation shows you what uh, College Hoops thinks of the uh, uh, of the Cyclone Hoopster. How are you? I'm doing good, yeah. This is a, a big thing for Tyrese Halliburton. He's one of 34 players invited to the under-19 World Cup team training camp. That'll take place June 15th through 18th. And um, of those 34 players, only seven of them are from college. So he's one of the seven players from college. Obviously, the other ones, pretty much if you look across the list, it's a lot of highly rated five-star prospects in in the coming recruiting class or kids that are going to college this year. Um, And so, you know, he's in good company there, and he's going to be coached by Kansas State coach Bruce Weber at that camp. And if he makes the team, uh, then later in June, he'll be headed to Greece. So on the basketball front, we're still awaiting kind of the finale and the well, the final look at this roster, what it's going to be. Still some possible transfers that are out there, grad transfers, things like that with open scholarships and, and what ultimately is going to happen with the guys that are in the draft. It feels like we're going to see both Lindell Wigington and Taylor Horton Tucker stay in the draft. But as you look at this roster and as it's currently constructed, what more do you think there is? Do you still expect on your end to see another name or two added to the roster for next year? Yeah, there should be one more name added. Like you said, the expectation is that Taylor Horton Tucker and Linda Wigington are going to both stay in the draft. I mean, uh, Horton Tucker for sure, as he's already said that, but yep. uh, Wigington is expected to, and that deadline will come and go next Wednesday. So 
That'll be finalized then, but all expectations are that Wigington's going to stay in, and so that leaves them with one scholarship, you know, open. And, and their priority is still to add a graduate transfer or an immediately eligible transfer. And still, the only name that's kind of status quo is receiver Bolton, the transfer from Penn State. Obviously, the situation there remains that you know he's transferring after his freshman year, and so typically you would have to sit one year to play three years. He's still trying to get an NCAA waiver. So the question there is just what's going on. His recruitment's been pretty quiet. Uh, you know, the two known visits so far are still Iowa State and Cincinnati. Um, there's some thought that he could be trying to get a waiver before he picks a school. Um, obviously, Iowa State's situation is they would like whoever they bring in to be eligible immediately because they need someone to impact next year's roster. And so I don't know if his situation changes if he doesn't get the waiver and then has to sit out if they would look elsewhere. But that's their first first target is Rasir Bolton. And then after that, we really haven't heard much, and that's going to be the question is if, say, Bolton goes to Cincinnati or goes elsewhere, they got to figure out if there's someone out there that can impact the roster, or as Steve Prohm said recently, if it can't be a graduate transfer, you just absolutely can't get someone you think's a difference maker. At that point, you just have to go take what the best player you can get, even if that's a sit-out. Alex, I saw an interesting piece at 24-7 Sports. It wasn't written by you over at Cyclone Alert. It was another one of the writers, Joe Yeager, he ranked the Big 12 basketball coaches, 1 through 10, at the top. No surprise, Bill Self. At the bottom, Mike Boynton of Oklahoma State. No surprise there. In the middle, certainly a lot of arguments, but he had Steve Probe number 9. And at first, when I what? saw that, I was baffled. Yeah, me too. But then you go through, and who would you rank him better than? Shaka Smart, Shaka. maybe. Still, he has a Final Four on his resume. Yeah. Jamie Dixon, Scott Drew, mm-hmm. Lon Kruger, mm-hmm. Chris Beard, Huggy, Bruce Weber, and and Huggins. Maybe it's not the stretch yeah, I initially a, thought at first blush. The coach's league is what you're saying, yeah. Trent Condon. That's a good point. Yeah, that's one thing Trump's always said is that he's got good company in the league. You look yeah. at you know coaches in the league with Final Fours. Now you add Chris Beard to the list of guys with Final Fours. So I think you got Kruger, uh, Self, um, Beard. Um, Huggins. You mentioned Shaka. Mm-hmm. Huggins. Uh, Huggins. I mean, there's a lot of those guys yeah. in the Final Four. So, in that regard, I think I'd probably right now put him above Shaka. You know, Shaka did it kind of as a in a different type of situation. He's not been a very good high major coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a good recruiter, but so yeah, like you said, it gets pretty jam packed in there. I think Scott Drew's proven to be a really good coach. What he did last year, taking that Baylor team um, to much higher expectations or to a much better finish than I think expectations were. Um, but, you know, I think Prome is probably right in the middle of the pack, but I think it's probably pretty muddied, you know, when you talk about Scott Drew and all those guys in the middle. Yeah, and you know, when you first said that, Trent, nine is, oh, come on, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. you look at the coaches in that league. Uh, that's a very interesting. You know, I got to give uh, 24-7 sports. Earlier in the week when we had Dylan on, I, I mentioned uh, Aiden Bowman, and I, I mentioned I saw some Twitter on him over the weekend, and I couldn't remember where I'd seen it, Alex. And it was your colleague, Clint Brewster, and it was your retweet that showed it. This left-handed quarterback uh, class, I think it's 2020, uh, Aiden Bowman from uh, from, in, from Minnesota, right? Um, boy, oh, boy, that's a he's got a cannon for a left-hander. Yeah, I saw him at camp twice last year. Um, he came to camp twice in June. I, I saw him there, and uh, he can make all the throws, you know. And, and the other thing is, you know, he's six foot five, so he's got that frame, and you know that you can just start with that. And you know that's what these big programs like Clemson and Alabama—that's kind of the first thing they're going for. Typically, is these big quarterbacks, and he's got the body. And it'll be interesting to see how he continues to develop. Um, talk to some of the people who were down there in Nashville to see him and. 
you know, people have been really high on him. ESPN just rated him as a four-star recently. We've got him as a really high three-star in 88, which is uh, a couple points off of being a four-star. Um, so he, right now he'd be their highest-rated quarterback that I think they've gotten in the Internet era. Obviously, you know, that, that goes with a lot of different things that have to come into play, too. You know, Brock Purdy was pretty much under the radar until the final month of his recruitment. So you see how guys can kind of, you know, jump out and really develop. But um, I know Iowa State internally is really, really excited about Bowman. And, you know, he's one of three Minnesotans right now, and they're still after a couple kids up in Minnesota. So this could be a big year in Minnesota for them. Uh, as they continue to push for other guys uh, to join him. Been over a month since the commitment for that 2020 class. we got camps coming up here throughout June and, and a lot more offers that will start to come in. Kids start to make their decisions before their senior year. Is there anything that feels imminent on the football front, any recruits that you believe will be making that verbal commitment here in the coming weeks? Yeah, I was telling you before we came on that kind of in this dead time for me right now, you know, rest, rest of May, but July, June's going to be really busy there. They're going to have some camps in June, I think three camps, plus you add on the fact that there's going to be a couple big official visit weekends. That's going to be where you kind of look to for potential additions to this recruiting class. They just hosted a safety in Pennsylvania named Keegan Wilk. Um, I've got a crystal ball in for him. I think they're in a a good spot with him. He spent three days um, on his own dime this weekend, but he's going to official visit back in June. I think they're in a good spot with him, and uh, he'll be an early enrollee, so someone who wants to decide sooner than later. Um, the other person to keep an eye on, just in terms of making a decision probably in June or sometime this summer, is Blaze Gunnerson in Carroll, Iowa. We've talked about him a couple times. Um, Great athlete. Set up an official, yeah, he set up an official visit to Iowa State for June 21st. He's also working on setting up an official visit to Nebraska for sometime in June. I think right now those are the, kind of the two main schools for him right now, and um, Iowa State's going to try to keep him in the state Um with a commitment, you know, they would hope next month, but we'll see what happens in terms of timeline. So I think you're probably going to see a, a flurry of commitments in June, and uh, they're in on some of their top targets right now as they move into that month. Uh, last thing for you, Alex. Alex Halstead, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert. Well, uncharted territory, right? Some of the preseason magazines are starting to come out. A lot of preseason top 25 coming Iowa State's way. Not used to seeing that. Athlone had them in theirs. I think that's the first time they've ever cracked that list as far as preseason, uh, which tells you what we all know, right, from where we sit, that uh, uh, Matt Campbell is leading this program to heights uh, that have seldom, been, if ever, uh, have been seen uh, in Ames. Yeah, you're starting to see them in those lists, and then I think uh, the two interesting things are going to be one this summer, I think around Big 12 media days in mid-July, you know, we'll see where they are picked in the preseason Big 12. There's thought that they could be picked as high as third this year behind Oklahoma and Texas. That would be uncharted territory for them. I think I looked back since the Big 12 has even just been a one-team league. They've never been picked in the top five, I don't think, Mm -mm. um, or a 10-team league. Um, They haven't been picked in the top five, so being picked third would be... uh, Quite a difference for them, and obviously it kind of changes things too, though, you, you know, because now you have to live up to expectations rather than just play the underdog role. Um, and then the other big one will be if, if they're in the preseason AP Top 25, which um, I'm trying to think if it's happened. If it's happened, it happened one, once way back when. But, 70s. Um, yeah, so those would be the two things, you know, for them coming this summer. And, you know, that's something they're kind of facing head on a little bit now is that, you know, they're kind of on the other side where now they have to live up to the, these expectations. And I think especially when people look at their schedule, they're starting to count these wins like early in the season. And hmm. um, I think that's the thing that Campbell has to now coach against is, 
you know, them living up to everybody telling them how good they could be. Yeah, for the longest time, you didn't have to count past three, and you were probably going to be good. It's uh, it's different there now, no doubt about it. Great stuff, Alex. Uh, enjoy the Memorial Day weekend. We will uh, talk to you next week. Thank you, Alex Halstead. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Alex Halstead, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alerts. Fair point. You have to live up to those expectations, mm-hmm. but uh, you'd rather have them. <laughs> Better honest. than the alternative. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Uh, all right, so we got basketball tonight. Game five playing out in Milwaukee. Kawhi Leonard is nowhere near the Kawhi Leonard that we've seen over the um, not the first series. He's just hurt, Trent, or, or maybe it's fatigue. I don't know. He's hurt. Yeah. I think he is. Too. There, there's a real injury there. Mm-hmm. I think this. I said it yesterday, Ken. It just it feels like a home court series. We're going to get yeah. seven. Okay. So there's basketball on Monday night. Monday night against Game One. Of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. That's so stupid. NHL can't get out of its own way. I know. They just can't get that figured out. But What's yeah, the number tonight? Ah, uh, good question. I haven't even... I would guess... Five? Five and a half? I was saying six and a half. Okay. That's where I was going to go as we pull it up on the app right now. Seven. Is it? Significant. Yee, that's, that's but we've seen the bench guys. How well the Toronto bench guys played in Game Four? At unbelievable. Home. Now it's going to come back. Now the Fred Milwaukee Van bench Vliet, guys. Fred Van Viet, by the way, his wife gave birth, and Nick Nurse's on the same day. I yeah, think. how about that? So Nick Nurse has an, uh, another son, and I believe Van Vliet, uh, both of them on on the off day. Both of their wives gave birth. So we got NBA. You mentioned baseball. It's afternoon. Yep. That's all that it is because there's one night game tonight. Well, Cleveland plays at five, okay. so an evening. But yes, one night game. Everything else is uh, is day baseball. Today. Houston White Sox. I probably watch a little bit of that. That'll be part of the rotation. But uh, White Sox had a triple play last night. They did. You did see that? Yes. Boy, Jason Benetti's good, isn't he? He's excellent. He's a good, good broadcaster. He makes me go over to White Sox games a whole lot more than mm-hmm. I ever did before. Yeah, me too. Because the not Hawk. part of the rotation with Hawk Harrelson. Yeah. And, uh, and Steve Stone is an easy yes, listen. I mean, no he doubt. teaches you the game. But I got more baseball on the agenda for tonight. Well, you've got your Twinkie. Oh, tonight. Tonight. Oh, Iowa had Hawks, a win. Huskers, come on. Big Ten tournament. Iowa beat the number one team. I know they did. So what? So just help me out here. Um, they got to keep winning, though, right? They do. It's, now, is it a double knockout? It is double elimination. In fact, right now I'm watching Michigan and Illinois in an elimination game. They're doing battle. It was 4-3 at last check in that one. But even if you lose, you can still come. It's not the loser's bracket, though. Right. It's the bracket of opportunity. Ah, I like it. It used to be the loser's bracket when I was a kid. No, not anymore. It's still the same concept. It's just been renamed. Yes. This this PC culture that we live in, it is now the bracket of opportunity. (laughs) That's classic. I love that term. Yeah, I really do. All right, tomorrow we've got another program to get to. What are we doing tomorrow? We'll do well. We got Caker. We got John Walters, right? Yes. We're going to try and find out what um, we talked about this story earlier in the week with uh, Scott Dockerman on the Hawkeye Radio rights. Going to go back and a little bit in history about Iowa State. I don't remember it being the. Well, there certainly wasn't the, all those different entities. Um, the, and there wasn't WHO behind it either. Yeah, that's a great point. And WMT, another big blow to No doubt about it. So John Walsh is going to join us. We'll find something else as well. Uh, we got the Claxons Barbecue giveaway as we head to the Memorial Day. Murph and Andy at 2, Fanatics at 4. The Morning Rush will start it tomorrow at 6. It's 1460 KXNO.